0: Minky. Minky. What? Did you hear that? No. Okay, I just heard something downstairs.
1: Well, it's an old house, so it creaks and makes noises.
0: It wasn't a creak. Can you just can you just go check it out, please?
1: Oh, okay. Okay, fine.
0: Okay, but before you check that out, will you do something else?
1: What, grab the bat?
0: No. I need you to go to audibletrial.com forward slash one final scare. Like right now.
1: Are you serious?
0: Yeah. You know why? Why? Because I have for you and all of our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30 day trial. Oh my
1: God. Why don't you leave with that? (laughs) I'm going. interesting episode right
0: why because i can see you but i'm not sitting in front of you
1: yes we're doing our first mobile recording
0: yep so i don't have i don't have my fancy microphone um i've got my husband's <laughs> like gaming, gaming headphones, headphones.
1: on <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so the sounds our sound quality is gonna be here and there right
0: but okay, it's okay It'll be fine. And also, um, I think we decided to do this because we saw each other last night, and it would just be too much if we saw each other two times in one weekend.
1: I mean, I don't have a problem with it, but apparently <laughs> you do. So now I know the boundaries of our friendship. <laughs> I get it. I get it.
0: You know, I just, I, I do. We we have to have boundaries. Every relationship must have boundaries. And so now we're just, um, we're, we're bounded by seeing each other through Skype. <laughs> yes, Skype. what the the hell was that
1: that was there's a sound effects on my board
0: oh let's not do that oh my god (laughs) it probably sounds how my voice sounds um so what's up
1: it's like a ransom voice right it's like (laughs) i'll have your child you know bring whatever fifty dollars
0: fifty that's it (laughs) Man, you're a cheap abductor. Uh,
1: I don't need much. I don't need much, you know. I'm a simple man. Well, that's
0: good. Oh, my God. Um, So what did we do last night?
1: Went to see a comedian.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And?
1: It was fun. She was awesome. Who was it? Rachel Feinstein.
0: Sure was. Sure (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm glad she said her own name on the stage because I had no idea if it was Feinstein or Feinstein. Feinstein.
1: Yeah, I, I've been calling it Feinstein, but then, yeah, yeah. So I'm glad just, she said yeah, it. Feinstein. I was like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Have you had you seen her before? Live, no. No.
1: No. Just she was, just on love, like YouTube videos. She
0: was pretty good. I liked it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the jokes we probably can't repeat here why I don't know because putting, I, don't, I don't remember f- a lot of them <laughs> I remember the the beginning with the change the throwing change at the man after sex and mm-hmm. then the end the porno joke at the end with
0: Jenna Jameson yeah they were yeah, pretty good yeah. well that's why I kept turning to you I'm like oh look at how much she curses and talks dirty <laughs> I was like and you think she's funny that's why I don't oh. know if you heard me when I said that I was oh, like no. you gonna go up on stage and tell her not to curse so much <laughs>
1: I, apparently, apparently oh,
0: listeners, minky sometimes may think that I curse too much. I don't think that. Oh, okay.
1: I just give right. you crap, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have an explicit symbol. People know. They know.
1: It's funny because I remember you saying that, and I didn't catch the reference. I was like, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, oh. yeah." So anyway, yeah, it was um, it was a lot of fun. Um, I think she's I think she's really funny. I, you know, yeah. I was really surprised like she is 45 she looks great right for
0: a white were you gonna say for a white chick I didn't, say, <laughs> I didn't say
1: anything I just meant just for just for as a person
0: yeah no she looks good I right? I had no idea how old she was um yeah her, I know her headshot in that thing. She looked pretty. She looked pretty darn good. Apparently, Jenna Jameson does too, because that whole joke about Jenna Jameson wanting to have sex with her was yeah. pretty funny.
1: Yeah, and then the voice she was doing.
0: You okay? You have cold? Who me? Yeah. Why? You kept going. Oh, <laughs> I didn't realize you could hear that.
1: Oh yeah. oh yeah, it's a mic.
0: Oh, whoops.
1: Okay. So. The void. What the you, Void. The Void. We watch The Void. Like The Void between you and me that we have right now.
0: Yep. There, you have a void in your, your home, life by not having me around.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, we watched this new film, The Void. Yep. From two, in 2016. Is that last year? It was made, that doesn't okay. make sense. It was made last year. It was released. April seventh of this year. Yeah. Okay. I was
0: gonna say we watched it just like a week after it came out or two yeah. weeks after it came out, I thought.
1: So I, I remember watching the trailer for this and shared it with Tracy immediately after I watched it because the trailer was I mean, you know, I I fall for it every time and it's okay, right? But the trailer was cut amazingly. Like those um quick shots of Gore Practical Effects um tentacles. You know, um, I was in, I was like, I'm, I'm in. We have to watch this. We have to watch this, and Tracy liked it as well. And we watched it as soon as it was available on on demand. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and then uh, we watched it back to back, right?
0: Yeah. yeah, we we. Um, I think you posted something to our Instagram feed too with the the uh, movie cover, and everybody was commenting on it. Yeah, it, it had a really good cover art too. Oh, so. Yeah.
1: The art direction, which is which, uh, this is a good transition because the director and the writers, Jeremy Gillespie and Stephen Kostansky, um, uh If you click on, if you look at um, their, you know, uh, history on IMDM, I, I, IMDM, IMDB, IMDB, <laughs> there were assistant art directors for a lot of blockbuster movies like Suicide Squad, um, mm. a re- remake of RoboCop. So I mean, I mean. They have the cinema art direction down. That's mm-hmm. why it makes sense that um, the, those posters, like multiple posters for the film, mm-hmm. looked amazing and intriguing.
0: Right? Hmm. I, I'm reading right now mm-hmm. that it grossed an estimated 55000 on its opening weekend. What is that? What is that? Is that that's totally low, right? Or is that? <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: I guess, depending on how many screens. But yeah, that sounds really low. I don't even know what the budget
0: was. Does it say? I, um, it's, does uh, it say? It okay. might. We'll look I, it up later. Yeah, but that sounds like so low. But it's which is weird. They're, um, they're, they're not making considering, <laughs>
1: huh? So I was like, this is the first movie they wrote and directed, and possibly the last.
0: <laughs> like that. I'm so, like, I'm sure this movie cost way more than that to make. So I hope they at least got their money back. Damn. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it uh, well, it says the film received generally positive reviews from critics, many of whom drew comparisons to low budget horror films from the 1980s. I don't know, I don't, I can't find how much money went into it just yet, but yeah. Um, so I think generally, do you want to start off by saying that you enjoyed it or did you not enjoy
1: it? <laughs> uh, you know, did it
0: meet your expectations I, I, after that, the trailer?
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's it did not because the trailer. And everything, you know, the marketing, um, uh, when I say marketing, I'm at the poster, obviously, and the look of the film and the trailer. I had really high expectations going in. It looked amazing. Like, mm-hmm. it looked sort of like, you know, um, those practical effects from the 80s, monster effects from the 80s, you mm-hmm. know, from watching, like, The Thing, um, John Carp- Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah. Um, it had, you know, sort of had the look and feel of that from the trailer. And so I, I was really excited um, to be uh, watching it. And I thought it had, had this really supernatural, you know, um, element to it as well with those, like, Ku Klux Klan dudes, you know? Oh, my God. They but, were creepy. Yeah. And so uh, it was intriguing. It had a lot of really amazing um, uh, images. Premise was was great. Um, so, you know, at the end, the ex- didn't really meet to any of those expectations Uh, Mm. it was okay Mm -hmm. right um but uh yeah it's, (laughs) it's okay
0: yeah i think i think i liked it for the same reasons that i told you i like stranger things um the whole movie was just, to me, a throwback to the nineteen eighties, eighties horror films. And uh, I know you weren't, you're not a huge fan of Stranger Things, like everyone else. But I like things that kind of take me back. So, but do I like it as a movie? I'd say I appreciated the special effects not being all CGI. I, um, I thought the storyline was all right. It was. I don't know I guess it it kept you guessing a little bit which I always appreciate but I think generally um, you know it probably it probably could have used a little more work but um, I know you so and we'll get to it but I have my theory about the deeper meaning about what the void is and uh, we can talk about that more towards the end but for now should we talk about the movie
1: yeah yeah all right
0: okay. So at the very beginning of the movie, we know there's some shit going on and we're in a danger zone because we got dead bodies on a floor in the middle of this house. Uh, it's an old house. There ain't much in there except for some legs and some dead people. And quickly a girl and a guy run out of this old house and they're running for their lives. You yeah. can tell. And two guys come out. You, these guys look like they're, they're hunting them. <laughs> They've got guns and uh, they're ready to use them. And they do.
1: Yeah. Um, they run out. He shoots the girl. She's not dead, but she's <laughs> in, you know says so she's like in the leg, and she falls down. And the other guy gets away. He turns around, looks at, looks at, um, looks at her for a second, and then he continues to run away. And then they douse her with gasoline. Yeah. And they drop a match and light her on fire. And it's, it's like oh yeah, while, while she's still alive, which is and you can hear her scream, which is pretty brutal. They get in the car. Yeah. And they drive away, and as they're driving away, you see this figure, who's like, just think of like um, a Ku Klux Klan member without the <laughs> pointy hat, <laughs> and where the eye holes are is a black triangle over the, you know, like a big black triangle over the hood of this mm-hmm. costume. And then, and you're like, holy shit! Like it's all now, and then it turns black and goes to title, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then um, at some point, though, the one the younger guy looks to the older guy and he goes, well, he got away and he goes, don't worry, he won't get far. So they know they know something we don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So after that is the credits and and right after we see shots of this town. So we know. So right after the credits roll, we see shots of the town, and the town shots basically set us into a time period that we're in. And we're in the eighties, I think, <laughs> and um, it certainly looks like an it's, older town. Yeah,
1: it's, I mean, from the cars and all the like tech equipment. Yeah, definitely
0: 80s. Yeah, and um, it's it was. I often wonder, I was like, that's a lot of scenes to shoot. Like, how do they get all those old signs, like old storefronts, things like that? Um, So that was pretty cool. And we see a cop in a car and he's kind of, I guess he's on the job, um, waiting for the next call to come in. And he does see a call or he does get a call. And when he gets a call, he also sees a guy crawling on the ground. And uh, long story short, he takes him to the hospital. And and when he brings... It's the guy
1: from the first scene. The guy who gets away.
0: Yeah, that's, that's it is. The guy, Yeah. Yep. So it's the guy who had gotten away, and um, now he's crawling for whatever reason. Because I, I, you know, which is weird. I mean, he was running before that, and then I, I was like, did I miss something? Did he actually get hit? Maybe yeah. he got hit. He's just
1: tired, right? I mean, he's been running for like, for how many miles? You know. Um, yeah. Maybe.
0: Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I'd probably be crawling if I ran a lot of miles too. Running for my life away from people. <laughs> I don't even, I can't even run, let alone running away from somebody who's trying to murder me. But, uh, so the guy is, um, taken to the hospital and this is where the rest of the movie takes place. We're, we're in the hospital, um, the whole time. And, uh, basically we start to get acquainted with all the characters.
1: So right away. Right.
0: Yeah. And we see this one guy and he's in bed and there's a nurse in training. Her name is Kim and she's reading a book. Uh, it's, it's a, manual you know about surgeries how to perform different surgeries so here this guy is he's like in recovery from something and she's just reading him bedside stories for whatever reason and uh within that is some really interesting foreshadowing she gives him a quote about how there's a higher chance of dying in hospitals than anywhere else so i think uh the audience is cued into the fact that there's probably about to be about to be some bodies bodies fallen. <laughs> yeah um, so the uh, Kim leaves the room, leaves the guy alone, and at this point we go back to and the his, cop and the his cop
1: room what, the whole memory it flickers, that the light flickers in his room, and yeah, then, yeah, it goes like the TV goes to static, like something's going to happen, whatever yeah, yeah.
0: And, and this is like a really small little like every town, every hospital everybody. yeah, yeah, so um the cop is now in the waiting room with a father. And a young daughter, daughter. Of, of that guy. Yeah. And uh at this point we see that the guy that he brought in is kind of screaming screaming and writhing around and they're sedating him. So this guy that was running for his life is obviously, you know, either going crazy or something. So they decide to sedate him, which is probably a good good plan. And um they, we in, also start to quickly intuit that the cop and the head nurse are exes. Like the second they come into contact, I think you said to me, like, "Oh, something's going on with them. Like they they must be exes with yeah. each other."
1: Yeah, because the doctor right comes to the cop and they start so a conversation. Are you two okay? You know, are you, you know, how's she doing? And they're they're having this conversation about the nurse, and then that's when we get introduced to the doctor as well of the hospital, right?
0: Yeah. Um, and um doctor is Dr. Powell, Dr. Richard Powell, and the nurse, her name is Allison. Yeah. Um the the deputy is uh what's his name? Daniel.
1: Daniel. Yeah. yeah. Daniel.
0: So uh yeah, the doctor comes in and basically says to Daniel that he should be gentle on Allison because of what she's gone through. And again, they quickly cut to the chase. It's clear that Allison and Daniel at some point have have lost a child. Lost a child, yeah. And Daniel, I'm sorry, the doctor, Dr. Richard, he also alludes to the fact that he has lost a child himself and how hard it is to get over that and you just need to give people time. Yep. So we're like, all right, there's... um, Lots of backstory here that we must need to know for some reason. Yeah. And uh, it well, definitely I mean, comes it's into play. What some reason? <laughs> it's what? Char-
1: it's like character development. You're like, for some reason, we have to know all this stuff. And I'm like, what? No. <laughs> like,
0: well, you know, not every movie <laughs> um, builds on the, the character development that they You're give like, you sometimes. It's a horror movie.
1: Can we just get right to it?
0: Right, right. Which, which this um, next scene,
1: it gets right to it. Right? The cop goes down to- Get this- right to it. Let's get <laughs>
0: right to it. <laughs> Uh, the, the cop, uh, the cop yeah. goes
1: down The cop's are like walking around the hospital and, Yeah um, and, and what does in, he hear? He hears He hears something? I can't remember
0: He hears a woman singing
1: Oh that's and what brings him into the room? Yeah and So he goes into in that and, guy's yeah.
0: room That His name was yeah. Cliff by the way In case anyone cares The guy where um, nurse Kim was reading him the surgery it, book It doesn't matter <laughs> Well it matters <laughs> because we just need to give cliff some just like his moment of, of fame and glory because we're about to find his ass is dead
1: <laughs> yeah yeah there's a there's a close-up um where like the cop walks slowly walks in there's a nurse singing we just see like sort of the back of her and she's covering cliff and she's just standing over him and you're like it's this, this looks creepy and then cuts close. it cuts to a close shot of Cliff's head, and there's a like a scissor stuck to his eye, and she's slowly pulling it out, yeah, yeah, it's pretty gory, yeah,
0: so she's uh, she's singing creepily yeah. as well, and, and this then, is like and, uh what
1: and then she turns around, remember, yeah, she, like, she turns around and shows her face, and she has none she has cut out her face like around her her eyes and stuff,
0: yeah, yep. And but she's cutting it. She's like currently cutting it. And as uh, Deputy Daniel is watching her, she's saying, this is not my face. This isn't my face. And I'm like, "Okay, well, you know, if it's not your face, you got to get rid of it. I get it. (laughs) Um, And then and also I want to just give a nod to the fact that there was like uh, how Eight the eighties, it was like when Lucio Fulci was doing the like nasty eye shots. So I was like, yes, like when you do like a very very nasty gory eye shot, I love it. It t- takes <laughs> me back to um what is it? Zombie? I think was his movie that he did that and in.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, he did a lot, but anyway, yeah. So what happens next? She,
1: she comes after him with the scissors. and She sure does. Yeah. Uh, and then he puts her down, and then that gunshot. <laughs> puts shot. her
0: down like an animal. He shoots her. He shoots her. <laughs>
1: And that gunshot obviously brings everyone to the room. And they're like, oh, my God, what happened? What are you doing? What's What happened? And he basically says, she attacked me, so I had to shoot her. And he's sort of, I, I don't know, like, um, uh, what do you call it when he's uh, disturbed, right? Because, like, yeah. pro- he probably hasn't really had to shoot anybody or pull his gun out in that yeah. small town.
0: Yeah, um, right. And so he goes to the bathroom yeah. to go, like, chill out and he's cool shaking, down. And shaking. what happens is he— Go oh, ahead. Okay. He passes out and when he passes out, this is a, I guess a pretty important thing too, because we start to see this other world and, uh, he, he see, he's seeing dark clouds kind of parting. He's seeing, um, kind of up close flesh. It's like this weird, like flesh texture. And we see a a lot, like a, wide angle shot of this very dark, decayed earth. And then we also then pan up and see a big ass triangle in the sky. Yeah. So now we know we've seen this shape twice. And so yeah. we know something has to do with that triangle.
1: It's like it's almost looks like it's another world or yeah. it possibly another be, dimension. Yeah. Or hell. Right? Like,
0: right. Yep. So he wakes up and um and the sheriff the sheriff, there's a sheriff yeah. and I'm forgetting his name, but he comes in to check on Daniel yeah. and he's pissed at him. Like he's so angry. He's just um, kind of going off. And uh, he says like, there's a bloodbath down the street. So now we're starting to get a picture that there's something else now going on on the outside of this hospital. And um, so he uh, Daniel basically goes, well, let me go call this in. I'll, I'll go call this in from my car. I got to call in, you know, the thing that just happened with the nurse face missing <laughs> who i just shot. So, uh the sheriff reluctantly lets Daniel go out and um so he goes out there and he tries to make a call but there's only static so he can't get a hold of um you know the department. Yeah. And uh this is uh the nice like creepy scene where you see one of these people now in white standing just in front of the car. So, Daniel says hi to this person. And all of a sudden, all of the lights go out, all of the lights go out on the outside of the hospital. It's like, oh, God, like, what is about to happen? (laughs) Um, Of course, I think he's got his lights in the car. But beyond that, it's pretty dark. And um, so all of a sudden, that dude in white comes forward with a huge ass hunting knife. And I'm like, oh, shit. And he gets stabbed. Well, yeah, he he gets
1: stabbed, but it's like it doesn't it goes in a little bit, but doesn't go in. Too much to the point where it could kill him. He gets up from the fight, Mm -hmm. and there's like ten more uh, those white guys standing in the the parking lot. So he quickly runs back in back into the uh, hospital, and they're like, "Oh my god, what happened? What happened? What happened to you?" Um, And then it cuts from there. It cuts to the room where that he shot the nurse who came after him. Yeah and it's, Beverly yeah Beverly and it's slowly like going up like you could see the blood and then and then the scissors and slowly going up to her face and there's now a tentacle coming out of her mouth and out of her two eye sockets and it's mm-hmm. like going they're like moving really fast like crazy like, <laughs> like and, yeah it looks pretty gross and it's um and it cuts away from that yeah, goes back to the upstairs
0: which is totally, this was like what you were saying before. This is like 100% a nod to the thing. Yeah. John Carpenter's is the yeah. thing, which I yeah. love. So um, I was like, okay, all right, she's changing. She's not dead, or at least some part of her is not dead. Um, and then they are, they being the rest of everybody is panicking. They're, they're kind of all around Daniel, they're stitching them up and I call them the sheet people. <laughs> we see a picture of the outside and they're basically just compounding in numbers. There was seven, 10, and now there looks to be about, I don't know, 50 standing outside in like rows. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's that's a creepy shot. <laughs> like, there's no special effects. It's just people Surround- of the unknown, and they're creepy as fuck.
1: Yeah, and they're getting like they're surrounding the hospital, right? Yeah, and they're getting yep. they're sort of like getting closer, close and then closer, yep. but like not really move. It's it's one of those things where they're like you look away and they get and then you look back and they, oh they're closer. You know, it's, yeah, <laughs> it looks like right. it's one of those things. <laughs> it's like.
0: So basically, we started hearing that guy, the guy that uh, Daniel picked up, the cop Daniel picked up and brought him in. You know, he had been sedated. Now we hear him screaming from a, from the room. And the room is where Nurse Beverly has also been pulled into for whatever. And uh, we now see Beverly. She doesn't just have tentacles coming out of her mouth. She's a huge monster. So we've got the guy in the room that was previously brought in from the cop who had been sedated. He's waking up and he's screaming now. So everybody runs in to go find out what the hell's going on. And oh, Beverly, dead body with tentacles coming out of her mouth, has now turned into a huge friggin' monster. And it's almost like it's almost like a huge monster from the back end wearing like a Beverly suit in front yes, of it. It's like it, her right. skin's just kind of hanging. It was pretty. Um, it was
1: pretty. I mean, it looked good. It looked good. Yeah, and I expected. It, it to see more of that throughout the movie yeah I mean, yeah you know? yeah yeah
0: i mean yeah. we see it a couple of times it, it yeah. was a pretty good monster i i was like oh that's very fascinating so it basically like grew from inside of her and then it was like her skin just was a <laughs> i don't yeah. know like i don't know what you want to call it, like a sock on the front of it <laughs> yeah. face so, so um it's grabbing this guy's bed and him and he's He's trying desperately to get away from it, but he's been handcuffed to it. Yeah. So uh, what happens? They
1: rescue him. They bring him out. They close the door, trap the monster in the room. And... But
0: then the guy grabs a scalpel. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe they shouldn't have let his ass out of that room. Yeah. And And um, he grabs this pregnant girl. Yep. And then um, who and runs in the hospital but the two all, guys that yeah. were finding him and attacking him in the first place? They
1: arrived. They found him, and they arrived. And, and they, have the, they have a rifle, and they have a gun on him, and they're like, there's this, like, sort of Mexican standoff type thing, right? Oh, I'm sorry, not a Mexican standoff, <laughs> but hostage. <laughs> you know what a Mexican standoff is, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. I know. Uh, but it's it's like a hostage uh, standoff where mm-hmm. um, he's holding the pregnant girl hostage, and he's got the knife to his to her neck. And the other guys are like, we have to kill him. And you don't know exactly what's going on. And the doctor uh, uh, takes sort of charge. He's like, let me speak to him. And he, and he goes, you know, he slowly walks up to him. He's like, hey, you know, let her go. You know, she's pregnant. Like, you know, you don't need her or whatever. And what does he do? That guy stabs the doctor right in the neck. And with a scalpel. Like, yeah, with a scalpel. And the blood goes everywhere. All right. All right. And so So it
0: seems like this is the last day on Earth for Dr. Powell, right? Yeah. Um, But then after that, uh, the monster makes another appearance. Beverly Monster comes in and takes um the sheriff and sheriff's name is Mitchell um and so all of a sudden his ass just gets like sucked into yeah. another room
1: wraps more wraps him around with the tentacles like a like the anime yourskodoji <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: you yeah. You. <laughs> and then um Daniel comes running to go like look after you know where the the sheriff just got dragged to and this monster thing is taking its tentacle fingers and like shoving them in I mean- and in through Into his it. eyes, and yeah. uh, in, in mouth, and it's so gross, and I'm like, oh god. Um, so awesome. basically. <laughs> The two guys that have guns, these um, hunters, if you will, they come around the corner and at this moment in time, they start just like shooting this monster to like pieces if they can, but it's still going. And then all of a sudden this like huge brain just comes rising up out of the head, which is like so weird. And, um, and then they were like, uh, they knew that they had to hit the brain. So they take an ax and they go over, they start axing the brain.
1: The one of the, one of the two guys who like in the beginning of the movie has an ax, like pulls out an axe. and starts to like hack the monster to pieces, right? yeah. And
0: to... then, but they also they also hack Mitchell's head because yeah. they know there's no coming back for Mitchell, uh, yeah. Sheriff Mitchell, because yeah. you know his eyeballs and his mouth have just been gouged out. Um, so they the, the the two hunter men, if you will, they come out and they almost kill Daniel because it seems like they just don't trust anybody and they're just taking people out. So they almost kill Daniel. He he talks them out of it in some way, um, and they basically tell us, the audience and everybody else that they don't trust anyone and that the younger guy of the two, um, it's weird. He clearly had his throat cut and he has a big, huge bandage over it. So he cannot talk. He's basically a mute throughout the whole movie. And, um, so we know something bad happened to him. And what the older man says is, look, this guy, he had his entire family ripped away from him. So we're not going to, we're not going to trust anybody. Um, we're not going to die. And that's that. And, um,
1: and, it's, and you know they're not. They have. They know more information. They're holding back, right? They, they've seen right. things. And they've um, they probably fought, uh, these things in the past, in, the, in yeah. the near past, and um, and they're just kind of holding their information back. And, the, and they also know the how to get rid of and, these
0: things because yeah. then we see a shot of Sheriff Mitchell's dead body rolling out on a gurney, like outside of the hospital, on fire. So they've now lit this body on fire, too. Um, so anyhow, the Daniel and um, Allison are planning on what to do. And um, they've decided that they need to run to the car and get the guns that Daniel has in his cop car. The two hunter guys agree. Um, but they said... They they say only if then they get control of the guns. So they go out and they get the guns. And the car is has literally been moved really far away from where the car previously was. And, of course, this is a very tense scene then. We've got the three guys going out and um, we see – one sheet person and then all of a sudden we see 20 sheet per- people. <laughs> and this was a really cool scene because it was very choreographed and they all raise their arms up at once with their huge hunting knives. Yeah. Um, so they start running back inside. One of the hunter guys like shoots one of them. Um, uh, they do get inside though. They shut the door. It's weird to me that these sheep people are not trying to come inside. It would be very easy for them to do so. There's clearly a lot of doors into this hospital and at no point have we like bound up the doors, but for whatever reason, they're just like, hauntingly standing outside yeah, they're just like so, so
1: they're guarding right or it's, yeah so yeah it's
0: yeah like waiting guarding so me, yeah. allison goes to get meds um on her own like decision which was a stupid decision to make um because she broke away from the group and what's the that's the number one rule in horror movies right like you stick together dumbass <laughs> so she she um it goes to get meds basically because she knows now that they're kind of confined to this one area and she knows she's got a pregnant girl that's in need and she goes away to go get uh, things for her. So when Daniel comes back in and the guys come back in, he goes to find her. He's pretty pissed at her. Um, and the, when they get down to like the basement, they see that the meds have been dropped on the ground. So they know something's bad. Uh, at this point, he, uh, Daniel hears a phone ringing. So Daniel goes to pick it up and he hears a voice say, hello, Daniel. And strangely, the voice is none other than uh, Dr. Powell, who we just saw die after his throat got slit by, you know, the dude that we picked up off the off the road. So which, how is he speaking? Who knows? Um, but he says, hey, Daniel, I know you saw something. I felt it when you woke up, but what was it? And I can show you more. So clearly he's got some kind of... <laughs> It, uh, connection because you know we saw daniel's dreams that he had when he passed out and clearly dr powell and whatever existence he is knows about it um so then he just starts talking to him more and he's like i'm sure it's hard it's hard for you to understand beverly had a hard time too and at this point the, the two guys find well, polaroids on well, the desk yeah.
1: one of the guys while he's talking to, he's going through like his books like he has all these sketches like really funky like you know like drawings or maps and like uh like symbols and then he opens a box of full of polaroids that have like maimed bodies uh, uh, just naked bodies and maimed bodies and more photos of um uh, of those sheep people too
0: sheet people and then people without faces so it's like okay what's been going on and how does he have pictures of these kinds of people it's
1: like a sacrifice or something like some satanic sacrifice
0: yeah Um, yeah so then um he's saying to him something like um you tried to follow in your dad's footsteps um and then he says something like and i'm so glad that you brought allison to me so what? why is Dr. Powell happy that Daniel has brought Allison to him? Who knows? Um, but then he says something about, I'm glad she was here with her baby inside. And don't worry. Don't worry. I'll help her. I'll help all of you. Yeah. So Daniel basically uh, decides to get the meds, like hang up the phone with this crazy I don't know, ghost person, whoever the hell he's talking to. And he goes to get the meds back to Kim, Kim, the other nurse who's still alive, who is taking care of the pregnant girl, the young pregnant girl. And um, she's panicked. This is like her first week on the jobs, but she's clearly out of her, out of her element. And there's no other doctors and no other nurses on staff. So he goes to give the meds to Kim and then Daniel goes to um the guy that he arrested basically or you know brought into the hospital who they also have chained up again yeah. and he's threatening him and he's like tell me what the fuck is going on he's like you know sure. I don't understand you know you killed the doctor and now he's alive how is he alive and the guy's basically like screaming I really don't know listen I met a girl we went to go get drugs I'm a pill popper we went to this pill house it was this farmhouse so it's the farmhouse that we saw in the very beginning And he's talking about how there were junkies everywhere and there was, um, all these, like, I think he's alluding to the sheet people that were watching people having sex inside of this farmhouse. So yes, we totally get a picture of, uh, the satanic panic shit that people were worried about over the 1980s, you know, of cult stuff happening and people having sex and, you know, and he actually says that there were people killing people inside of this house Mm -hmm. for a while.
1: They said he was, yeah, they said they, you know, they paid us uh, to have sex and they watched us and yeah they were basically yep. interrogating and they ki- him they yeah. were killing people because t- he took t- he took the uh, polaroids and threw them on the ground and he's like explain this what's going on here yeah you know? and yep. i think one of the polaroid had no, no, no it's, uh, like his photo
0: in the, no uh maybe like he Could've. was in
1: like he was in one of the photos
0: yeah probably so now uh daniel decides to try to go find Allison again. And they, when they get down in the basement, it looks like something of another world. Uh, This basement is so decrepit. It's so old. There's like, it's dark. I mean, it seems like the most dilapidated place you would never go to. So you can tell this is not part of the hospital typically. Um, and as a matter of fact, I think he's on the walkie talkie with Kim, the nurse upstairs. He kind of gives her one of the walkie talkies to keep contact with the people upstairs. And he goes, I'm in this dark basement. And she goes, there is no dark basement. And, and so it's, like, okay, what's happening? What's right. developing under the ground? Um, and, uh, so there, they have, um, the guy, I wish I knew his name. I, I, maybe it's Ben. No, I don't know what his name is, but the, the guy that was the druggie, the druggie dude, he, the two hunter guys and Daniel are, are walking together. And, um, well, unfortunately Mich- we see, huh? Mich- Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah. No, I thought what's Mitchell that? was the, um, I said that name earlier. I thought that was James, the, James, uh, the doctor.
1: James. It's James. I'm yeah. looking at interview okay. right now. James.
0: All right. So James, I'll start calling him James. James is the druggie who says he has no idea why this is happening, but, you know, it's happening. And um, so anyway, we see Alice. And she can't move. We as the audience, they have not found her. So we see Allison – the audience sees Allison on a table. Nobody else is on it, but she's on basically some kind of a medical hard table. She cannot move, and she's completely naked. And Well, she's covered by a sheet, but we know she's naked. And uh, we see Dr. Richard Powell with his back turned, and he's talking in a very ominous ominous sounding voice. And he's basically saying something along the lines of like, haven't you ever wanted to, to save someone beyond safety? And, um, he starts talking about the loss of his daughter and how it made him go trying and that you'd be surprised what you find when you go looking, whatever that means. And, um, we see, we know that he's cutting something and dropping bloody skin into a bowl. So we, yeah. we are, we've already seen this, <laughs> this shtick before. Um, um, so he's obviously cutting his face off, even though we don't see it just yet. And, um, so he, yeah, he, well,
1: well, he, he walks into the light, right? And then you yep. see that we see his face and it's like all cut up. He has he has cut his skin off, you know, just around his forehead, his cheek all into this little bowl. And he pulls the sheet away or pull the sheets down and shows Allison and they show Allison's body. And there is like this creature who's like, I guess, something from a different dimension using her body as a portal is, is trying to come out. Right. Her, yeah. her Stomach yeah and she's well like and i mean so here's out.
0: the surprising thing we know that she yeah. lost a baby so why is she like nine months pregnant now right it's like a huge fully formed baby inside and yes to your point it's like it's it's making all kinds of moves in there Yeah. um I mean, and it she's
1: lo- it doesn't look natural right just,
0: just no yeah, yeah, it's, i mean yeah. not at all it's got like If a baby kicks, this is like kicking times 700. It's like, it's trying to come out and she's on the, like I said, she's on her back and he's saying to her, um, like what's done is done. It's already done. And she's like, please don't do this. And you can also see she's got like black veins kind of crawling up her chest and everything. So at this point, the guys are in the hallway and this was the really, I think the, the scariest scene. This was a really good scene. Mm -hmm. Um, they described it themselves as we're in hell and what you see is bodies everywhere. And these bodies are, let's, let's, um, so that you get a mental picture It's very hellraiser ish.
1: Yeah. That's, we've, we've, that's a good example. we've that's got a like, good, c- yeah, it's a good visual, cen- visual example. Yeah.
0: We've got like cenobites basically everywhere. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's tortured, it's bloody, it's disgusting. And, um, anyway, the, um, What happens? I think, I think, uh, what's his name again? James, James. Nope. I know who it is. It's one of the guys, the, the older guy of the two hunters is seeing a vision of a wife and his, a baby. So like there's something happening to him that's no one else is seeing. And they, and they make a, they make a statement to make sure that we know that no one else is seeing it. He's just seeing some kind of like ghost or figure in front of him. Um, and at this moment in time, like this really nasty, contorted body of all these disgusting people grabs Daniel and slam or grabs, uh, he grabs one of them. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But so basically, people are, at this point, chaos is breaking out and people there's, are getting pulled the, away yeah, from each a
1: other. Huge fight. Um There are multiple monsters down there, obviously. And we get yeah, glimpses everywhere. of like one that has a hole in his face. There's one with yeah. like face ripped out. There's one that's like tentacle, but you can't, you get glimpses of it. You can't, but you can't see like a really clear picture. Yeah, and, um,
0: and um, I think basically all we know is now they're kind of separated, and Daniel gets away, okay. um, yeah. and, and we that, don't know what happened to the other three dudes. I think that, at this moment in time, but uh, so we're upstairs now, and this is all of a sudden like shit is hitting the fan upstairs too. And Nurse Kim, first week on the job, is trying to all of a sudden give the pregnant girl a C section, right? Because she's, oh,
1: water broke. Her water broke or something. Her water uh, broke,
0: and of course, she's right? freaking it's out. Like-
1: you introduce a pregnant lady, like a woman in the beginning of the movie. You knew that baby is coming.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. <in> the
1: movie. <laughs>
0: and at this point, this is when you were like, what is up with all the pregnancy stuff? Like, what is up with all the baby stuff? And I was like, well, clearly right. we're about to find out. So um, let's see her the the older gentleman the father of this young pregnant girl he is like screaming at Kim to help her and he he gets up and Kim is like stalling and then she's kind of stunned and he grabs her by the the shoulders and he's like look you really need to help my daughter and then all of a sudden oops somebody gets a fucking scalpel to the neck just like everybody else yeah. and when the when he falls down he sees that his young pregnant daughter who we thought just passed out Oh, she was standing up on both of her feet and she slices her dad's own throat and yeah. he goes and she goes, It's okay now. Dr. Powell's great. I'm lucky to have his child. And we're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's in on something too. Yeah. And boom, just like that, all those sheep people are inside. So Kim is screaming her throat off. And um, she's kind of like hunkering down. And for whatever reason, the, the young pregnant girl goes with the sheep people and they leave her be, they leave Kim, the nurse be. And, um, so then at this point, uh, the two hunter guys, the one that I said was having a vision of a wife and child, he's seeing another vision or it seems like we cut to a new scene. It almost seems like he's in a different place. He's inside of a house, what seems to be his own house. It's yeah. daylight. And, um, you know, he's seeing these visions and, um, I think uh, the the wife, I want to say, is saying something to the effect of like, this is all your fault. You should have protected them. And we see a photo of the whole full family and the kid that he's been running around with the whole time. It's actually his son. And I don't know why he'd been keeping that earlier from us. I, I, or maybe I missed it, but the kid that had his throat slit that we said was like a mute the whole time, that is his older son and clearly his baby and his wife have been murdered. And so, you know, that's why he is the way he is. Um, at this point, <laughs> like he gets snapped out of this dreamlike state because his son is putting like a flare into his stomach to snap him out of this yeah, yeah. alternate reality. And uh, so everything th- goes black. It was a really cool effect, too, because they they take like, you know, him inside of this like bright, light, lit house. And all of a sudden it's like the dank basement is now here again. Yeah.
1: Can you imagine uh, like, waking up from that? And then you're like, no. oh, crap, I'm still downstairs with these monsters. Oh, right. Kill like, me. <laughs>
0: So he snaps out of it and um, Daniel now on his own away from like the hell that they were in with all the dead bodies, he hears Allison and he goes in and he finds her and he's holding her hand and this happens really quick. He's kissing her. He's saying he's going to take care of her and um, you start to hear Dr. Powell talking saying, I know your secret. I saw you that night. Um, I've given her what she wants and she's a mother now and all of a sudden it's like the... It was almost like Daniel wasn't seeing what what he should have been seeing. It's like the camera cuts again, and this entire room, the entire room, is covered in tentacles. So he's standing over Allison's body, that was basically the the I don't know the the mothership of a ton of like tentacles like everywhere. Vehicle. So it's like yeah,
1: like some it was like a vehicle for some you know like yeah.
0: And he wh- bur- She birthed the something bad right Something really bad
1: it's like a portal they use her body as a portal for this like being to come through
0: yeah yeah and so this was um this was a really cool shot i think we see from outside of the door i think the door is closed i want to say and daniel is just chopping and you can see like his shadow from outside of the room that he's clearly having to chop allison's body which is really not even her body anymore um and, and, you know, like I said before that, she was, like, kind of alive and talking to him, but obviously we now know that was, that was all a lie. So now you've got, I think, voices again from Dr. Powell saying, do you see Daniel? Tell me what you see. Um, and then Daniel responds to, I see a monster that thinks he's God. So he's starting to, like, get inclined – or he's, you know, he's got – He's nodding to the fact that, um, y- you know, Dr. Powell yeah. is obviously some evil person doing something really someone terrible. Else is, someone else is and,
1: like, uh, he's doing someone else's bidding, right?
0: Yep, yep. Yeah. And um, and then Dr. Powell goes, well, I've, so, I've shown you so much and you still obviously don't understand. Um, at this point, they're in the same room together and you see a huge triangle on the wall
1: and there's like... It's it's like a neon triangle almost. It's, it's like a, lit, yeah, yeah, huge a, neon triangle, lit, lit and
0: we've got bodies. I want to say like underneath sheets everywhere. Yeah. There's like um, almost like a morgue. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. but it was a huge room full yeah. of these people, and the doctor basically says like I just need one final thing, and um, he goes up. What?
1: No, no, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Does he stab Daniel?
1: No. That, um, that girl does. the:
0: Oh, right, the pregnant yeah, girl.: The
1: pregnant girl, uh, he gets stabbed, and you're like, "Oh, who stabbed him?" You know And then you see it's a pregnant girl, and she, um, and she walks up. and, it's weird. this room has like a where the triangle is, it's like two it's almost like an altar. Right, it's got two steps yeah. that you go up, and and the in, in the it's flanking the triangle are the two white guys, the in the the KKK looking dudes, sheet yeah. dudes, the ghost, sheets. the white ghost dudes, <laughs> and then like she walks up to this altar, and like this man appears. He doesn't have any skin; it looks like Doctor Powell. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, didn't yes. have any skin and he's you know he's talking like a, a, you know like a messiah would like right? all that language like my disciples are you know blah 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 and yeah um it's the time has come to whatever you know and all that sort of speak yeah. yeah
0: so basically we saw him start to cut his face off but he's clearly cut all of his freaking skin off and she is bowing to him she being the pregnant young pregnant girl who looks no more than like 15 years old right and yeah. um maybe she, has, maybe a, she has a baby
1: face that's what, yeah
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, and so he's telling us that his daughter, the one that he's talked about having died in the past, he's saying that his daughter is about to be reborn. And he was like, in order for that to happen, you must die, you being Daniel. And like <sighs> your father and your have, unborn yeah. son, you all have to die. So um, he calls what's behind him the abyss, that triangle that's yeah. behind him. And, or maybe I called it. maybe I called it that, but all of a sudden that triangle starts to open. Think, um, Beetlejuice when they draw the door to the other, um, alternate reality. It's like that thing starts to move kind of like that. And, um, so he starts chanting, and I think he says something like, "Come and bless my baby." and or, or the young girl says, "Come and bless my baby." And, and all he goes over. I think he like touches her head or something, and then all of a sudden, like her whole body gets ripped from the inside out. So it's like this girl who smile all smiles and like you know, slit in people's throats and she's all happy to be pregnant. She literally like gets torn open, okay? And so, oh, guess what? This ain't no baby. This thing is huge, okay? It's like it just grows so freaking fast. It's like one of those enormous um, monsters that we saw in the beginning but times like three. And it stomps on all the heads of like the sheet people that like fell to the ground <laughs> at the same time that it was born. Because remember Dr. Powell was saying like all of you have to die. My disciples know that they have to transform in order for my daughter to come back alive. So like this thing has these huge feet. It's like just stomping on people's heads and it's like walking up and um, – it, and I mean, oh, it looks it, I mean,
1: it looks like something out of a video game like something from like Resident Evil video game yeah. right Yeah. It's yeah like yeah, yeah. yeah it's got like uh, the um, multiple I mean, it almost looks like it's got multiple heads and you know like its legs are like like hooves almost you know, it's it's yeah. yeah. It
0: was like it was, I mean, I kind of thought it looked like an elephant's foot because yeah. it was so big and fat. But um,
1: so the, the yeah, father, so the father and the son they uh, the father
0: and the son come start, blasting in. They are
1: blasting in. They're like shooting it. They're like cutting it. And um, I think it it uh the father falls over, and and then it stabs him in the stomach. And uh-huh. this is when the father the shotgun that he's got from the cop he shoots it in the face and blows the bottom half of the monster's head off mm-hmm. and then and then he starts to like not, he knows and then all the tentacles are going into his body and he's like uh, i guess he's like save yourself or whatever i can't remember and then he pours gasoline all over his body do you remember yeah. that yeah 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 and then the, and you
0: see you also see a vision of his mother or his wife and his baby behind him by, so it's like yeah, i don't know
1: behind the sun like the sun like uh, he's like he's like yeah, light it up or tor- you know torch the monster and he he turns on a flare and then while I the kid is holding the flare up and he's crying and you could see the vision of you, right? vision of his wife and the, and the, yeah. and the baby in the back. And then the right. kid throws um, the flare the and flare. catches everything on fire. And he yep. like runs into, he like runs away. Um, yep. runs into like so he gets away
0: yeah. and Daniel, who had just been stabbed by the pregnant girl who's now dead. Uh, Richard now has Daniel and um, well, I think uh, he puts an. A- I think Daniel somehow has an axe in his hand, and he puts an axe like in Richard Powell's the skinned Richard <laughs> yeah. Powell's like shoulder or something, and they're up yeah, on the, the like.
1: The axe what? was on the. You know, go ahead. I was just saying the axe was from the get. He like he left it. It was on the floor. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay. So they're basically standing on the on that on the altar, if you will, right in front of that weird triangle, and. Um, he, Richard is telling Daniel to let go, to be with Allison, you must let go. And all of a sudden, <laughs> he kind of jumps up and forward and he pushes and falls into the abyss with the skin Dr. Richard Powell. And as soon as they fall in, the portal closes. So the triangle kind of closes back up and the entire basement just starts shaking. The camera's shaking and you can tell it's like, oh, God, what's going on? The kid um, is running upstairs. Uh, and then he grabs, um, Kim, I think. And yep. the, but the monster is not totally dead, no, even it's though it was not. on fire, yeah. it's not dead and it's trailing behind him. And this is a really cool scene. Um, it's almost as if the portal, like, okay, so the whole basement shaking, you can tell something's happening and he's running down a hallway or like coming up to get out of Dodge and the walls start closing in like, um, I don't know, like a, but-
1: yeah, uh, there's a, there's a, there's another movie that does that. I can't now. I can't remember. Yeah, like everything starts to slowly close in on him.
0: Yeah. yeah. So the walls are closing, and he's like, "Oh god! Oh god! Oh god!" And it's it's a really kind of making a comment that this was cool because he gets out just in the next time. And basically the walls closed on that monster just at the right moment. And, and it's like, he turns around and the wall is completely flat. Yeah. And so now he's back upstairs and that's when he goes and gets Kim. Um, so it's now daylight. We can tell like we've gone from uh, one day to the next and, um, And, uh, we see, I think Kim and what's his, or the young guy, they leave the hospital. So they're safe and that's done. And the very last scene we see is, uh, those,
1: what? It cuts to like clouds, like dramatic looking clouds, whatever. And then like a, a, like an image of another world. Yeah. It's the
0: same, it's the same exact shots that we saw when Daniel passed out.
1: Yeah, but but this th- yeah, but this time th- there's more stuff. Like there's like um like these these triangle thing, like gigantic. Uh, they're not pyramids, but they look like triangle um, mountains. Uh, yeah, mountains that sharp yeah. Tr- and they're like they're protruding from the ground, and they're like all over in the background, and it's massive. And you know, it's giving, it's just showing you you're like, you're in a different world completely. Whether it's yeah a different planet or a different dimension or a different, or hell or whatever it is it's like they're like he now we're in a different world
0: yeah. yeah, and so we're seeing that they, um we see two little people, like we see them yeah. all the way down in the side of the this big scorched earth, the the kind of what we saw before the like wide angle shot of this huge planet of nothingness. And you don't know exactly who those two little people are until all of a sudden we get really close up and it's Daniel and Allison and they're staring up at something. And we see them for a minute and the camera keeps, keeps on them and then all of a sudden the camera goes up to seeing what they're looking at yeah. and they're looking at that huge – so they look up, and oh, there's a huge triangle in the sky. <laughs> so they are not talking; they're not doing anything but looking, and they're holding hands, and that's the end.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, it almost looks like they're looking at like a, like they're at the foot of this gigantic pyramid, you know, or this, you know, it's a py- like dark black pyramid, and it's massive. It is massive, and there's like I think at the end, the very last shot is like the sun. Like going away behind the pyramid, right? And then the lightning strikes or whatever, and it goes to black. After that. Yeah. it's like they're in this world. So I mean, that's how it. End, that's how the movie ends. Um, I think, and they show them like holding hands, the two couple, mm-hmm. the other couple, and it goes mm-hmm. black. And you know, um, I like movies when it, like it leaves things uh, open to interpretation, right? Like it doesn't explain everything, you know. Um, uh, i like movies like that but this one there's like so i have so many questions like because they don't explain anything like you know they just sort of expect you to know and, and and usually that doesn't bother me but for this movie it like it bothered me like i wanted them to be like what the hell is going on what is this thing like what is this world um why is there a bunch of dead monsters in the basement that comes to life and what does it have to do with, like, um, um, death and rebirth? Like, what does that mean for this dimension? Like, why, why is that so important to them? Yeah. Um, and what are those people with the white... Um, how did they get to this world? Like, what I mean, like, are they regular people who are like, you know, like, uh, this is a cult? Like, I have so many questions.
0: <laughs> well, I think um, the one thing that I kind of interpreted on my own is the void, to have a void... I mean, people who lose children often, you know, you have – this is a term used um, when you have now a void in your life that you cannot fill. And so my interpretation is, you know, we hear Dr. Powell making some comments to Daniel, especially when he's just hearing his voice when he's kind of searching around. And he says something about like, you know – I heard what you said to her that night and like, da, da, da. So, and then when we meet the two of them, Allison and Daniel, we see that they're not getting along. They clearly have not been able to keep their relationship going after the loss of their baby. And he clearly doesn't get why she's having such a hard time. She is obviously still struggling, which is uh, the comment that Dr. Powell, before we know he's evil, says to Daniel in the beginning, he's like, you have to remember Like she's still struggling with this. You know, I struggled for a really long time after the loss of my child. So beyond the people in the white sheets or whatever that means or what the cult thing has to do with it, my interpretation is that she had a void in her life and uh, it's very hard to work through that when you don't have somebody that's kind of understanding or like holding your hand, and you know, so so to speak, through something like that. And at the very end, he basically takes the jump into the void with her and is holding her hand at the end. So that my interpretation is, and I just said, you're giving me a face. I can see you over the (laughs) Skype video. But um, I said this to you that night when we watched it, that, you know, there it's all I mean, we've got so many people, three people who have basically lost a child in this movie. And I think it has to, it was like an awakening for Daniel to actually, we've got more than, we've got four people that lost a child because now the hunter guy, we saw his baby was killed. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, miscarriage loss of any mm-hmm. kind, um, I I don't know. I just it but, was very interesting to me to see the two of them jump into something called the void together and and they're standing there kind of holding hands now and so they've rejoined together and and so I don't know. I think maybe it has to do with something like but, uh, you know, you must kind of I don't know, like work together and stay together and and have somebody that understands what you're going through in a time of loss. So so
1: you're saying the void is like uh i don't know like almost like depression like, like or yeah. loneliness or whatever it is after you lose someone yeah I, okay I,
0: S- I think we named all the movies that this was a throwback to but i think that I, was the thing the, the thing yeah. hellraiser yeah. um was there another one um There was something else anyway all H- of the effects yeah. everything H-P for H-P that the, yeah. yep yep and for that that was what i think we were saying kind of in the beginning that i really enjoyed um just like the visuals and, you know, mm-hmm. the the kind of feeling of other movies that I've enjoyed in the past, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. regardless of whatever the deep meaning may or may not be. <laughs> so we asked to bring the jingle back. And guess what? <laughs> you love when I do that, right? Um, somebody brought, Somebody brought it back. So Ariana, you came through for us. Thank you for ser- thank you for bringing the jingle back. Um <laughs> and here's what she writes. She writes, "Dear Tracy and Minky. First of all, I love the show. I draw all the time for my work and this podcast is perfect for my listening uh or for me to listen to while I'm working." She's a, One of my She's an amazing illustrator. Oh yeah. By the way, yeah. I need to see her stuff. Um, One of my favorite episodes was The Ring vs. Grudge. I actually got really creeped out during the part when you talked about the Japanese ghost stories and urban legends. I had to stop listening because it was 2 a.m. and I could vividly imagine these legends. I'm Thai-American, and I think Asian culture can be particularly superstitious. These were the things that scare me the most when I was a kid, especially at night. My mom used to tell me things like if you played hide-and-seek at night, ghosts would snatch you up. When I started driving, she would tell me that if I went out at night, there were ghosts that wandered the streets pretending to be pedestrians so that you would swerve (laughs) your car and die, and then they would be free, and your spirit would be trapped in their place. What in the (laughs) the hell that is (laughs) – her mom was telling her that? Um, She says, how rude. Or so rude. I used to think at least Western ghosts seemed to haunt a specific area that you could avoid. But Asian ghosts, you know, they just seem to follow you and attack for no reason. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. (laughs) Um, Anyways, that said, I think my first scary movie was when my dad was watching the first Chucky movie on TV. I was pretty young, maybe five. Needless to say, I've been put off from dolls ever since. Uh, I hear you, girl. I got into scary movies again when I went to the Asian Film Club in college, and I watched the original Thai horror film *Shutter* about ghosts and pictures, and in particular, a photographer being haunted by one ghost girl.
1: She said *Shutter*.
0: What? <laughs> *Shutter* with two teeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, where was I? Um, I believe there was an American remake. I really recommend, if you need another international horror film to review, uh, that one or another film that the same director made called Alone, (laughs) she gives us the trailer link, and then she says, I'm too chicken to check it out myself. Um, And that's how I am. I like hearing about scary things and watching scary things, but I'm still too afraid to watch alone. So that's why this podcast is perfect for me. I can enjoy the thrill of a scary movie, but the comfort of watching it, quote unquote, with friends, sort of. Anyways, keep up the good work. Best, Ariana. Thank you, Ariana.
1: Thanks, Ariana. Yeah,
0: that was awesome. I really, really enjoyed talking about the urban legends, too. That was probably, um, that's something that Minky and I have talked about, like, I don't know, going into some kind of historical research or something, you know, with there's ties to it for each movie. I think um, that's a pretty, pretty cool thing to dive into. And, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. Also, yeah. Chucky totally ruined dolls for me, too. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. No. I didn't. I never liked scary. dolls. Yeah. Somebody somebody stitched me like these Raggedy Ann and Andy dolls, and they were the most horrifying things ever. I wound up just throwing them away.
1: Have you seen um, Annabelle? Uh, no,
0: because I just think it's going to be really cheesy. <laughs> they're yeah. making,
1: like they're making part three,
0: I think. Part what?
1: Part, yeah, or was it part two? I can't remember. They're, oh making, a, they're making another animal. Let me just say they are. That's that's awful. Yeah, I haven't seen. I haven't seen either of them. Um, I haven't even seen Conjuring Two yet.
0: That um, I did see.
1: Yeah, I th- but I think the next movie that we watch, uh, we you know when we were out last night after the comedy. Um, stand-up we were talking about like being in extra for movies and stuff and i told you that i was in a horror film called cherry falls and when i was in uh college yeah, which you didn't know you were like we gotta watch that what the hell like yeah so i can track it down um, oh i'm
0: pretty sure you already have it because you said you did <laughs> i did
1: but i actually went through my box of dvds and it wasn't in there so Who I th- stole that shit. I think it's in my sister's um uh basement like in the uh, I have another box of stuff over there. So I I'm going to swing over there and take a look at it. But okay. um yeah, we can um we can watch Sheriff Oz if you like. I was yeah. Go- yeah, I was googling it. Apparently there was some drama um of, you know, making the movie. Had to do like apparently the first cut was like NC17. Huh.
0: Yeah. Um I remember watching that and I got to be honest with you, you besides you the main remember, character, I can't I don't remember it.
1: <laughs> you don't remember I also me? don't
0: remember you in it, but then again, I didn't know you.
1: <laughs> no, I was just, I'm just in the background. Okay, I'll, I'll point it out. I'll point it out to you.
0: So that means that that will be the first movie that both of us have watched together. I mean, it'll be the first movie that we've covered on this podcast that we both have watched. We've never seen any of the movies we've done so far, but this will be good. It'll but be a you know revisit but for
1: It's me. been such a long time ago, and you're, yeah. you're like, I don't remember anything. So might as be like, it's probably might as well be a new movie, right?
0: yeah it'll basically be new to me yeah
1: I don't even know how it' opened. you can tell you can ask me what the story was. I mean i I don't remember such a I just moment.
0: remember I remember being I think about young teen sex
1: I think yeah uh, yeah yeah okay it, it is right. it is so like if you want to like go that.
0: revisit it before we talk about it next episode, go watch it go find it somewhere I, if you can find it <laughs> if you can I'm sure you can it's probably I mean, on demand or something
1: it's not you can buy no? it yeah I'll it the way this morning
0: Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, don't find it then, and we'll just talk about it next week.
1: <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I think that was okay, right? What do you think?
0: It was all right. That that was, was all
1: right. There's a lot of hiccups and stuff while we we're recording. But, anyways, um, we'll, well, hopefully next time Tracy will be here and yep. on place. But, anyways, this is Minky um, signing off.
0: And Tracy.